Nourish your inner power with alcohol-free organic sparkling teas and botanicals made with ethically sourced, regeneratively grow ingredients. That's right, drinksarilla.com. That's drink, S-A-R-I-L-L-A.com. And you can check out their variety of flavors from sparkling organic green hibiscus tea to sparkling organic white ginger tea. They have sparkling organic apple black tea, sparkling organic lemon black tea, Tulsi lime sparkling botanical, and rubus vanilla sparkling botanical as well. That's six different flavors to serve. Or you can check them out online and get the Cirilla starter pack sampler gift. Drinksarilla.com. Try it today. Welcome to the Bullish Picks Podcast. All information herein is for information purposes only. Nothing heard on this podcast is considered financial advice. Bullish Picks cannot and does not assess, verify, or guarantee the adequacy, accuracy, or completeness of any information heard on this show. The hearer bears responsibility for her or his own investment research and decisions. Great day, family. You are tapped into the Bullish Picks podcast with your main man, 100 Grand, Ken Blanks Harrell, right here, streaming on your favorite podcast and platform where we give you everything you need from Main Street to Wall Street so that you can navigate these choppy waters. You've got stock market questions. I've got stock market answers. Tap in. Catch me on IG at Ask Blank. Everybody, we are here. We are back for another edition of the Bullish Picks podcast with your main man, 100 grand, Cam Blanks Harrell. And we are uh, coming to a conclusion, a conclusion of my personal watch list. The top 23 tickers trading at or below $23 per share for the year 2023. I'm looking at it. I'm doing it. And I and I'm, I'm I hit my goal and land the plane. Today is actually Wednesday, December 21st. I wanted to make sure I had my top 23 list of two of 23 stocks that are $23 a share or less for the year 2023 done on or before December the 23rd. And it is the 21st. So we beat meet met and exceeded that goal by 48 hours. So I'm excited about that. And we're going to give you the last ticker on this list today. That's what we're going to do for you today. And it's been a pleasure. I'm grateful for you guys tapping in. Hope you tell a friend, text a friend, tweet a friend, and tell them to check out the Bullish Picks podcast. Download the episodes. Get in the mix. Get in the know-how. If there's a people out there that you know and love and respect, share. Please. We're asking you. Do that. Give the gift, share the gift of financial literacy because we can all benefit from it. So before I jump into the good stuff to um, share with you my final ticker on this list that we work so diligently on um, to create for you all, I wanted to do a um, just take a moment, brief moment to do a little kind of like a little recap, if you will, a little recap. I want to do a recap of all the different tickers that we've shared in this series to this point. 
before we bring out the last ticker on this list. So we've shared with you F for Ford, we had RKT for rocket companies, Jets, J-E-T-S, uh, ETF, airlines, ETF, T for AT&T, S-I-R-I, Sirius, XM, um, CCL, Carnival Cruise Lines, we share M, Macy's, um, KMI, Kinder Morgan, H-Band, H-B-A-N, Huntington Bank, Para, P-A-R-A, Paramount Global, Vail, Vail Holdings, UAA, Under Armour, C-H-P-T, Charge Point, Hood, H-O-O-D, Robin Hood, W-B-D, Warner Brothers Discovery, C-F-L, Cleveland Cliffs, SoFi, SoFi Financials, SoFi Technologies, S-O-F-I, and Cleveland Cliffs is CFL. We got uh, DKNG, DraftKings Inc., LYFT for Lyft. We have ET, Energy Transfer, PLTR, Palantir, and HBI, Haynes Brands International. All right. We've covered those 22 tickers in this series. And we're down to the last one standing. And before I get into what that ticker is, before I announce what the ticker actually is, what I want to do is share a piece of educational background on what type of company this is. And then I'll get into the ticker itself. All right. So this particular ticket I'm going to share with you guys. So stick with us. Stick with us. I'm going to share the ticker, but I want to um, I want to set it up first with giving a perspective of what type of asset classes is because it's different than a traditional stock. The company I'm going to share with you tonight is a REIT, a REIT, which is a real estate investment trust, R-E-I-T, REIT. And I'm going to just pull something real quick from Investopedia. Shout out Investopedia for the uh, for the context. It says here, a real estate investment trust, parentheses REIT, R-E-I-T, is a company that owns, operates, or finances income generating real estate. All right, income generating real estate. So they pretty much make their money off collecting rent from leases. All right, model after mutual funds. REITs pool the capital of numerous investors. This makes it possible for individual investors to earn dividends from real estate investments without having to actually personally buy, manage, or finance any of the properties themselves. And they have four key takeaways on here on Investopedia that I'll share with you real quick. It says, um, first one is a real estate investment trust is a company that owns, operates, and finances um, income-producing properties. REITs generate a steady income stream for investors, but offer little in the way of capital appreciation, right? So this is more of a dividend play, not a buy low and sell exponentially high play. It's an income-generating play. It says here... Uh, 
Third bullet, most REITs are publicly traded like stocks, which makes them highly liquid, unlike physical real estate investments. Very true. You can buy and sell a REIT in the same day, right? Because it's a liquid mar- market for it. You can move a hundred or a thousand shares like nothing. Boom, boom, boom. In the same day or same week, month, quarter, or year. Now, you know, if you buy, fix up, rehab, whatever you do, a property and list it, it's no, it's no market that pretty much ensures you can offload that house that day. Selling physical real estate typically takes time. But it could go like that and people could be in a bidding war if the market was hot and you're in an area that it's a high demand. So I'm not saying they're not exceptions to the rule. But it's saying you can sell your real estate investment trust stocks in in seconds, minutes, hours, for sure days or weeks. And we know that Physical real estate could potentially sit for days, weeks, months, or years. It just depends on all the other all the other factors and moving pieces involved with real estate. So it's more of a hands-off approach. It's the it's Wall Street's approach to the real estate game. And so the last bullet here is REITs invest in most real estate property types, including apartment buildings, cell phone towers data centers, hotels, medical facilities, offices, retail centers, and warehouses. All right. And last piece I'm going to give you guys here before we move on, it says how REITs work. Congress established REITs in 1960 as an amendment to the cigar excise tax extension. The provision allows investors to buy shares in commercial real estate portfolios, something that was previously available only to wealthy individuals and through large financial intermediaries. Properties in a REIT portfolio, again, may include apartment complexes, data centers, healthcare facilities, hotels, infrastructure in the form of fiber cable, cell towers, and energy pipelines office buildings, retail centers, self-storage, timberland, and warehouses, all right? So it's a number of different individual specified plays that you can get into and what you can touch, all right? So dig deeper into that. We're not going to make this the REIT show. I just want you to let you know what type of asset class we're going to be looking at. As we uh, do the look under the hood today. So my last property, drum roll, please. All right. And hopefully our producer, Mr. P, capital P, got the drum roll sound effect uh, queued up for us. We we definitely want the drum, drum roll sound effect. All right. So this property, drum roll, please. This property is our... LJ RLJ Lodging Trust. All right. RLJ Lodging Trust. And we're going to go ahead and get into the good stuff. At the time of this recording, it's trading for um, $10.32, which is down roughly 26% year to date with a 52 week low of 984 and a 52 week high of 1545. 
let's go to the profile and description. I'd like to kind of start there, keep it all in perspective and build upon our previous conversation about real estate investment trusts and what REITs are, how they work and all that good stuff. So is RLJ Lodging Trust is in the real estate sector. It's in the REIT, hotel and motel industry. They have 76 full-time employees. It says RLJ Lodging Trust is a self-advised, publicly traded real estate investment trust that owns primarily premium branded, high margin, focused service, and compact full service hotels. The company's portfolio consists of 103 hotels with approximately 22,570 rooms located in 23 states and the District of Columbia and an ownership interest in one unconsolidated hotel with 171 rooms. All right. We're going to do real quick is we're going to walk around this here vehicle and see what we see on Yahoo Finance. It says that this uh, company, RLJ Lodging Trust, has a market capitalization of $1.76 billion. Um, doesn't have a PE ratio, so not currently profitable. And it, they do pay a dividend. They have a four uh, dividend and yield of 20 cents per share, which represents a 1.84% dividend yield. All right. It's not a high yield, but it's definitely more than if you just have your money parked in the uh, savings account doing nothing. So put, instead of putting your money to waste, let's consider putting our money to work. And it's a way that we can do that. According to Yahoo Finance, they have a one-year target estimate of $15.30 per share. Okay. I'm going to go ahead and take a peek under the hood and see what's all good for RLJ, Lodging Trust. Let's see here, we have... <clears throat> We have a gross profit margin of 0.67%, 0.67%. Operating margin for the trailing 12 months, 8.75%. Profit margin, I'm sorry, um, return on assets for the trailing 12 months, 1.23%. And return on equity for the trailing 12 months. 0.31%. So the first four key ratios are actually all positive. I mean, they're hanging on by the skin of the teeth for positivity. I mean, they're all three of the four are less than 2% to the good, but the operating margin is nearly 9% to the good. But point of it is they're all good. No negative numbers in the first four key ratios. So we'll keep moving on. Income statement, gross revenue for the last 12 months, $1.13 billion, which represents quarterly revenue growth year over year, up 36, just over 36%. EBITDA, earnings before taxes, interest, depreciation, amortization, 
288.72 billion. All right, that's a good look. It says on here, quarterly earnings growth year over year is NA. So it could mean that they're not driving enough to the bottom line. So we got to figure out, you know, did they make a new acquisition? Because, I mean, they own 103 hotels. They just buy some, take out new mortgages. We know mortgage rates are up thanks to the Fed, right? We know that the Fed funds rate is up like triple. You, you can get a 30-year fix in January for like 3%. Now it's like 8 Nine percent, so probably eight, but still, it's crazy. And this company's in the real estate business and buying big, expensive buildings like hotels and motels. So I wouldn't be shocked if interest rates has affected um, their business model to some, sh you know, shape or form. And we're gonna go down here and look at the balance sheet. We'll take a peek at the balance sheet. Total cash for the most recent quarter. $534.25 million. So they have over a half a billion in liquid cash in the bank, ready to put the work and do its thing. And they have total debt of $2.33 billion. $2.33 billion. So, you know, I, I, um, this isn't, I'm not, I'm not scared of this debt load. I think they're, Cash to debt situation is is pretty manageable, quite frankly. I mean, I look at it like, you know, I always like to look at it like home ownership. So if I look at it like home ownership, this is like you owe two hundred and thirty three thousand on your mortgage. You owe two thirty three on your mortgage, but you got fifty three k in the bank. Right. So if you owe two thirty three on your mortgage and you got fifty three K in the bank, you can't necessarily go and pay off your mortgage tomorrow and moonwalk. You can't do all that. You can't act crazy. Right. However, as long as you keep your income, income, your job, your hustle, your grind, your grustle, whatever you got, as long as you keep that flowing, you're going to be there because you got a nice cushion. You got fifty three K liquid in the bank and you owe. 233 on your mortgage, but that's your mortgage, your long-term debt. So you got time to pay it off. It's not like you got to come up with the 233,000 tomorrow, right? You, you might have 20, 25, 28 years of tomorrow's left to pay that off. So companies, balance sheets, I, that's why I try to put things in perspective because sometimes we jump in at the numbers like, man, they 2.33 billion in debt. Yeah, but they got... 534 million of cash in the bank. You know, I think that the analogy of making it look like home ownership is very digestible because if you owe 233 in your mortgage and you got 53K in the bank and, and, and you still got your job, and if you look at their income statement, you're, you're, quarterly, you're getting raises, right? In this case, they're getting quarterly revenue growth year over year up 36%. So you got your job, you got a good job, and you're getting raises. And you got to have, you know, you know, 553K in the bank and you owe 233 on your mortgage, you're going to be there. You're going to make it happen. So financially, I think this company is healthy. I like what they represent and what they got going on. And also another reason why it made it to this list is I thought it'd be important that this company is majority owned, uh, is black owned. Mr. Robert Lewis Johnson, Bob Johnson is the co-founder and executive chairman. And is the man there like they this is what it is is a, a black owned company.
just doing their thing. There's not a lot of black owned publicly traded companies. It's majorly held. So wanted to drop that little nugget in there as well and get some feedback. You know, we love feedback. So any comments, questions, concerns, or feedback you can provide, look me up, ask blanks, at ask blanks on all platforms, A-S-K-B-L-A-N-K-S. Get at me. Let's build. Let's do this thing. Appreciate your time and attention for another edition of the Bullish Picks Podcast right here with your main man, 100 Grand, Kim Blanks-Harrell. Follow us on all your favorite podcasts and platforms. Tell a friend, text a friend, tweet a friend. Come on, everybody. Pull up. Tap in. We here. We are here for you. Each one, reach one so we can teach one and make another one better. Let's get it. Great meals start with Mount Sinai olive oil. Mount Sinai olive oil is first cold pressed with no added preservatives, which gives it a rich and delicious flavor. No matter what's for dinner, Mount Sinai olive oil is here with the delicious pure oil to pair it with. Shop online at mountsinaioliveoil.com.